Isms good, pal. Isms good. Man, I never, I just didn't even think that whenever I asked that question into the universe that I was ever going to hear a response. Well, sometimes when you stare into the abyss, eventually it stares back, and I'm back. Okay. Well, I'm back. Okay. Um, I mean, you definitely just seem kind of out of practice, though, you know, and... I'm and way out of practice. It's not that I'm like out of practice with. You're so nervous. I'm so nervous. It's not that I'm out of practice with the show. It's me being out of practice just socially. Being a human. Yeah, yeah just mm-hmm. in general. Just speaking yeah. with anyone. What about like hand cramps? Did you suffer from any of that? I did actually. Uh, I kind of got to the point where I would have to like, should we, we should do this like in the show probably to talk about it. Welcome back, all you prodigal sons and prodigal daughters, to your favorite podcast, That Would Be Rad, a podcast that majors in 80s and 90s nostalgia, comic culture, all things paranormal, and minors in retro video games, tabletop RPGs, pre-internet mysteries, and raising our kids to be half as cool as we were back in the 80s. I'm your prodigal host, Tyler Bentz, and this is your other host, Woody Brown. I'm psyched. I'm I'm glad to be back, bro. I mean, I almost... Don't even recognize the voice. You know, I mean, I, I, I know I'm not the only one out there that is glad to hear a different voice other than just my own. No, you did great, man. You, uh, <sighs> well, thank you, man. I, I, I mean, I don't know if you've told, every, well, I've listened to every episode, so I know that you haven't, but we were supposed to, I was supposed to be like back on after an, a missed episode and then it just kept going and mm-hmm. going. And, uh, we call them deadline extensions in the biz, but also, yeah, quite. You also few, just though. said paranormal. You pronounced it perinormal, which is cool. Yeah. All things paranormal, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm way out of practice, way out of practice. But I'm so glad to be back. Uh, I had a big top secret project, mm-hmm. which I think I'm allowed to talk about. Maybe just hold off. Until you know, you know, you can talk about it. Yeah, well, but I, I, I've seen where like another artist posted about it on. Maybe Instagram. just say like the writer there. Okay, can so you do that. Yeah, because I'm going to mention him anyway in just a minute. Oh, okay. Uh, I did a. I got asked to be a part of this sort of. Um, Don't say the character. Just say the writer. Okay. Well, it's sort of an anthology, in a universe that has been created by Jeff Lemire. And so uh, it's, yeah, it's been pretty big. I had an eight page story and I'm on the one hand, I'm really excited about it. And I know that it's, it was just such an honor that I was asked to do it and so cool. But on the other hand, I've realized in this that my process is like extremely time consuming and Mm. About once I was about to like the second or third page, I, I didn't even know what I was looking at anymore. <laughs> I, yeah. I literally, and I'm not exaggerating, I would not go to bed before two, three, four, five o'clock in the morning, like every for a solid month mm-hmm. and a half. Yeah, yeah, Tyler would like call me in the middle of the day and just be like, hey, man, <laughs> you know, what's today's date? Yeah. 
I didn't um, know what day it and was. And you still don't even know what days it is, really, because, you know, when you're telling me, like, dude, free comic book day this weekend, I'm like, whoops, the daisies. Yeah. Not this weekend, but next. It's all good. But yeah, I'm, it's good to be back. I've really missed missed talking to you. I know we've we've spoken a few times, but uh, well, more than a few times. But anytime we would kind of start getting into a topic, you'd be like, no, 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 let's save it for the mm-hmm. podcast. So yeah. today is a show that is kind of just sort of like a welcome back Cotter type situation. Yeah, tell me what what things have changed to my podcast and like. <laughs> Well, uh, now we only talk about politics. Okay. No, cool. um, well, you know, like, I, I, first thing out of the gate, I kind of wanted to see if you had any, and I'm kind of surprised bringing this on you here, mm-hmm. um, any thoughts on any of the topics that we kind of talked about real quick, you know, like while you were gone? In other words, did you, you know, anything that you might want to add to? Oh, yeah. Like, well, let's start with uh, season two, episode 27. The mysterious Mrs. Brown. Now, one thing that we talked about in great. that episode, yeah, was the fact that, well, we, well, I mean, you'd be really good at drawing maps. It would just take you a long time, like we just talked about. It would take you a long time to do it. So yeah. maybe even that wouldn't be so useful. But could no. you think of any survival skills? Um, you know, you didn't have a chance to sort of defend yourself while we were kind of teasing you there. Exactly. You know, what kind of survival skills would you bring to the? to the the team mm-hmm. if in fact we were faced with a zombie apocalypse well uh i am a little annoyed with your wife uh because <laughs> she, she didn't say that i could draw the maps she said that i could hold the maps uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um no i think that what i would bring so woody's wife and and myself are pretty damn close in certain things we like both weakness, stay cold yeah we year round quite like super like translucent very, skin gets burned yeah. really easily yeah vampire pale although i don't really burn easily unless i mm. i like hit it hard on that first day well you have to actually go outside to do it so that's probably yeah that's why yeah exactly but we're pretty similar the one thing that i that i was thinking about is i'm super ocd and like extremely like detail oriented however a lot of those details are sort of what a lot of people would would say are sort of your like trivial details or like quote unquote useless yeah yeah or useless but i will say like you know i'm gonna be the guy who is thinking way ahead and like man i wish you know we go on a camping trip and it's like oh man i wish we had this and it's like oh i already thought of the headlamp can't leave Mm -hmm. without it so i think that i would offer all these like little extra things that I would have like thought about, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, all kidding aside, no matter what, you can swing a baseball bat with barbed wire wrapped around it. Oh yeah, zombie. easy. You know yeah. what I mean? Easy. Um, yeah, uh, I love the episode. By the way, I thought Anne did a great job. Man, I mean, like especially first time ever. I can't even believe. First off, I, I can't, can't believe either. I convinced her to do it, man. Yeah, me neither. But she did awesome. She did really. Really good. Why don't you tell them what, what we had sort of talked about, about how, you know, you were like, yeah, I, I kind of feel like I like hurt her feelings because. Oh, dude. Like, so, you know. Because that was, a, that's interesting. Yeah. Her and I had actually kind of attempted to record an episode earlier in the week when we recorded that episode. And, and listeners, if you have zero idea what we're talking about right now and you're a first time listener. Welcome. Welcome. 
Glad to see you. Mm-hmm. You might want to go back and just kind of listen to the past couple of episodes to kind of get caught up. But anyhow, moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, her and I had tried to record an episode earlier in the week, and, you know, it was just um, the vibe just wasn't really that great. Although I thought she was doing great. You know, when, I mean, Tyler and I have been doing this for, I guess, a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. But that's a year and a half of every of single ju- week. Right. And just podcasting. Like he and I, you and I are like super used to just working on yeah. different things, music, yeah. whatever. We have a real shorthand with. Yeah. And so I stuff. didn't even think about it. But when her and I were like recording stuff, I would ask her a question and maybe like she was too close to the mic or made like a weird sound or something. And I would just like do a, a face and like a hand signal and. I guess I was abrupt and short with her or something. Like, let's hit it again. Yeah, let's take it again. And then just keep going. And so she kind of processed that as, oh, man, I didn't do a good job. He hates it, whatever, whatever. So we go through an entire, like, hours hours, like worth of conversation. And I'm like, oh, man, this is pretty good. Okay, cool. And I'm like, all right. And then, like, I wrapped it up real quick. I'm just trying to also kind of keep the pace moving because, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sort of like – thinking about it in real time of like, okay, I'm going to, you know, punch that out or whatever mm-hmm. you, and, and that kind of thing. And I guess I wasn't really as like attentive as I should have been. Attentive? attentive but that, but as it's I kind of an ignorance thing though. Not, not in a bad way, but in the true sense of like, how would you ever know that unless you... Right. You I should have like, now it was an awesome learning experience because now it's like, okay, I can coach someone, which, you know, we talked about later because... I could tell she wasn't too happy and mm. I was kind of like, you know, hey, what what what's wrong? I thought that was I thought it was great and she was just like um and then she just kind of like unloaded on me. <laughs> Turns out she thought I was being a jerk and maybe I was a little bit probably. Yeah. Essentially, I just didn't coach her on the front end. And so we kind of like talked it through and we're like, well, let's try it again tomorrow. And then that's what ended up being uh, the episode that everybody heard mm-hmm. and it was much better, you know, much more calm. She was kind of more used to it. I think because whenever you first start anything like this, it's, it's yeah. super weird, man. Yeah. Super weird. You're, you're worried about the way your voice sounds. You're worried about, I don't know, making, you know, sounding cool or something, you yeah. know, and, uh, which, which was, honestly, that was something that, uh, I, I mean, I feel like we've done it for so long now that we're kind of used to it, but I mean, even with us who, We've been best friends for years and years. We're in, we're on the road together and in a band. We talk to each other on a daily, you know, schedule pretty much. Uh, And even with us, like those first, I don't know, like 10 or 15 episodes, I would say it was like, there would still be like, like the moment that we, we stopped recording, it was Mm -hmm. like, you could audibly feel this like, uh, yeah, right, right. And it would we would go into like regular, but like there was something about like, and honestly, like for Woody and I too, you know, like I said, if, if you're a new listener, we uh, were in a band for years and years and toured and recorded and all that stuff. Um, so there is like this element of like, like when you press record, you know, usually it's like recording in like a studio or or that sort of like you know recording music, and it's kind of the same thing. It's like knowing that like oh, well, this is like a legitimate take and you got to play it the best that you can play it. It's like it really gets in your head. And 
and you eventually just kind of get used to it. And you're just like, yeah, let's just take it again. Yeah. Take it again. Let's just do this mm-hmm. again. But yeah, I, I, even with us, it, it took us, it took us multiple episodes to, to kind of get used to that, you know? Yeah. Get used to that and just get used to being ourselves, you know, a rambling mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the next episode? The next one we talked about the Churunga. The Charanga Stone. <laughs> yeah, that was, that <laughs> that was amazing. I, was, I constantly called Charinga until I uh, until I got Matt to pronounce it for me. Yeah, our Australian correspondent Matt Man totally came through, and like, I don't know if it's like the way that it it was like sort of like cut and like edited in, but like it was so f- I, I re- rewound it like several times to hear it because <laughs> it was super yeah. funny and and cool. Yeah, I don't know that that's an interesting one that I. I had never heard about. I love the the Aboriginal, like the Dreamtime stuff. Mm. Um, I've always been really fascinated with that, and I think we had talked, spoke about it briefly, um, you know, while I was sort of in my absence. But it, it's funny because, like, with you know, over here in the states, we have you know, like our, our indigenous or Native Americans or Indians or whatever. You know, there, there's something that goes along with that. There's like a, a stigma that comes with that that. You, there's something that feels more, uh, and rightly so, but there's something that feels more like, like serious or like you, there's like a, like a reverence maybe, or so it's like you hear about like Native American myths and it's like, oh, wow, that's, that's cool. And it feels kind of ancient and it feels uh, sort of special, you know, and epic mm-hmm. in this way. And the, the Aborigines to me, you know, as a kid growing up in the eighties and, Crocodile Dundee and and you know Gateway from the uh, Chris Claremont, Mark Silvestri, Jim Lee run. Th- there's like that that same sort of like I don't want to say weird, but like it is kind of weird, you know, as a modern man to like get into like that um, like the dream time and, mm-hmm. and a lot of their their sort of myths and folklore. Uh, it, it's really fascinating though. Yeah, it's it's like a treasure trove of stuff that we just don't even know about, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I kind of talked about, well, I mean, just even in that episode when I talked about the different sort of objects that can harbor mm-hmm. power and stuff, which kind of triggered you to kind of say, "Hey, man, you should look into the Hand of Glory," which was which was the next episode. No, that was that. Oh, it, you're right. It wasn't mind. that. You had called me, and we were talking about. Well, I have two things to say. After these messages, we'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. America's future can be determined by our dreams and our visions. It was 
For over 200 years, there have been reports of giant man-like creatures from another dimension, another world, I don't know. The most intriguing mystery on the North American continent. Hey, this is Bryce Johnson from the Bigfoot Collectors Club, and you're listening to Tyler and Woody on That Would Be Rad, because that is rad. One, I want to give myself credit because I'm the reason that you know about the Hand of Glory. Number two, what you got into on the Hand of Glory uh, opened up stuff that I had never known about it, so... Touche to both of us, mm-hmm. uh, or bravo to both of us. Yeah, no, you had come to me and you you were talking about which should I go into this or do you want to save it for another one? What, go ahead. What, what do you mean? Uh, Are you talking about the heads? You, well, you were talking to me about like the like going into like sort of this Egyptian like mummy. That's right. That's stuff. right. That's and right. you had said, oh yeah, they found like you were talking about like skulls. It was like a mummy. No, it was like a mummy hand. Mummy hand. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And I was like, oh man, you that's gotta. What it was. You should throw in like the hand of glory, and I was like, because I thought that you knew you had like known about what that was. Yeah, no, no. no. Like, Here, here's the best part about that whole thing. So I was like super excited because I'm like, okay, I got to come up with like in this long list. I mean, literally have pages of things that we want to cover on the show. But I'm like, okay, I can't do that one because I know Tyler's going to want to be there for that one. Yeah, I can't I do this one. Several. So eliminated so many <laughs> yeah. that I'm like, well, what the heck? So then I just like went looking for okay what am i really into now well i've been watching moon knight a lot and mm-hmm. i'll get into egypt the moon knight books that i've been reading and stuff but then like yeah egypt ancient egypt that kind of stuff and so i'm like oh maybe there's something cool there and then i don't remember exactly what i found that's how quickly it like went in my mind mm-hmm. and then you know left but I was super excited about it. And I called Tyler and I'm like, okay, man, I know you're super busy, but check this out. Boom, 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 boom. And you're like, yeah, cool, man. Oh, is that like the hand of glory? I'm like, huh? Yeah. What? Yeah. What's that? And then he tells me about that. I'm like, okay, let me look at that. And that completely wiped off <laughs> yeah. of yeah. the table for now, the Egypt stuff. Because I mean, really, ancient Egypt in general, I think deserves several different episodes sprinkled throughout a season mm-hmm. because there's so much to it. And I think. Yeah. We should both be involved in that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another funny thing is like, so I would come up, you know, because, and we'll get into like what we've been consuming while I've been working on this this thing. But, you know, it's like I would be inspired and be like, oh, man, we got to talk about, hey, man, have you ever heard about this? We got to talk about this. And then you'd be like, ooh, that'd be cool this week. And I'm like, no, you can't use it, though. Yeah, you can, man. <laughs> you can't use that one. Yeah, that was kind of frustrating. Um, yeah, the ch- Chirunga, though, is... Uh, Chirunga. 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 But no, the Chirunga was was really cool. And just this idea of, like, you know, being able to, like, sort of store your... Whether it's your negative, like, demons of your culture mm-hmm. or, like, folklore or history. And, like, that's really, really cool. Yeah. Um, one thing that I liked about that story especially is I, I like how he the only way he could like make it go away was to like sort of get in contact with like local Aborigines Mm -hmm. people to like come and sort of do the ceremony. And then it like ended it, which. Yeah. They kind of like took it and to undisclosed location so that he wouldn't know where it was and and no one else would either. Which by the way, uh, am I the only one that the second you start telling the story about the, the daughter, right. Seeing Mm -hmm. the, the tribesmen in the house. Who yeah. did you see 
in your mind's eye. I mean, the dude from Crocodile Dundee. Amen. Yep. The so, guy that passed away last year, man. What? Yeah, dude. Hold on. I'm pretty sure I posted about it on our Instagram. Oh, my gosh. That's awful. So, anyhow, yeah, he passed away, man. Man, that's really sad. Uh, but, yeah, the Charunga stuff is super cool, and I really dig, like, I think it's technically called, like, psychomanticism or whatever, but just the idea that that certain things can be, like, spiritually or mentally imbued into, like, you know, objects, which has led us into other topics that we're, mm-hmm. we plan on discussing in the future. So For sure. That was really cool. Oh, dude, I remember what I was going to say. So during the research of the, the Tronga, I kind of, you know, learned more about and, and read about, um, oh, God, what is it called? The bull. Um, the, like, bull whip? The bull? No, not bull whip. It's like bull. The thing they spin? Oh, the bull roar. Bull roar, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, the thing they spin. And then simultaneously, Ann and I had talked about the zombie apocalypse, and that made me think about, okay, communication disruption. Mm. And then I'm like, dude, how cool would it be if I mm. made my own, like, bull roar? So, like, anyway, yeah, that's cool. taking you through this line of thought. I was talking to my mom and dad, and I was like, yeah, you know, because they live, like, I don't know, two or three miles, like, two miles away from me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what if I, you know, communications go down, and all of a sudden you just hear this, you know? Yeah. And then they're like, well, like, how would we know? Anyway, it went down this like joke thing where, where I was just like, yeah, I would just get up on my roof and I would just be swinging that thing. Just, <laughs> well, how would we let you know that we heard you? And I was like, you just pick up the phone and call me and tell me it worked, mom. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, uh, no, with the communication. And I was like, oh, yeah, dang. I'm happy. Yeah. To make two. Apparently, because of like the frequency range that that's in, you could hear it for like, I don't know, pretty long distances away. And I, I think I said this in the episode, but I can't remember. Can you imagine, like, imagine being out in the bush, as they say in Australia, mm-hmm. and then you're, so you're just out in there hiking, and let's say this is, like, pre-internet time, and you just hear this, like, and you hear, like, people communicating back and forth. It'd be pretty across, creepy. You know, ton- yeah, man. Yeah. If, like, so if cool. you didn't know anything about it. Yeah. Like, like, are they talking about me? Are they coming to get me? Is this a monster? Is this some sort of... Um, yeah, that's what I was talking about before with like the X-Men character. He's literally a little Aborigines guy in a loincloth and he sits crisscross applesauce on top of a rock and he spins his, his bull roar around and it like opens these portals and that's how yeah, he it's so team. cool, man. Yeah. But boy, the stories are real, real bonkers in that era. But the out- X-Men Outback team, it's probably my favorite because it's just... It's super 80s and like, you know, like Havocs running around in like gym shorts, tennis shoes and like a headband. And I like, it. it's it's bizarre, but it's it's really cool. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, what was the next one? Uh, then it was the Hand of Glory. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I did, imme- well, I didn't immediately know where you were going. So uh, I originally I thought when you brought up Prague, I thought mm-hmm. the Gollum of mm-hmm. Prague because there's like a if you look into like sort of Gollum lore uh, that's sort of I guess the most widely known one mm-hmm. so I was really excited and then you did not go into that and but I as soon as you started talking about like the trees I was like oh that's that's Chrissy Ben yeah. for sure did you ever find out anything that would tie like the founders like the secret society to Mm-mm. no to no the 120 years later nothing like that uh, you know other than like 
I mean, apparently I think the graffiti that, you know, who put Bella in the in the elm mm-hmm. or that kind of stuff. I think the most recent one was like 2011, oh, I think, oh. or something like that. So, I mean, people are still like tagging buildings and stuff like that. But no, I mean, like that secret society uh, that I found when kind of reading about Chrissy Venn and stuff, it got like, first it was like pretty vague and then mm-hmm. it started getting like pretty weird in terms of just the information about that stuff. There was like mm-hmm. some guy on a forum that said that like they ended up like messing with him because he was looking into it. You know, I just didn't want to, I didn't want that in my in Oh, my you, oh the founders. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, so we're going so like to have to do, I think so, man. We're going to have wow. to do an episode on them. And we'll just do that on like secret societies secret society, and stuff. Yeah. 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 That's really interesting. Yeah. Th- there, there are a lot of like, that was, that was one of the things about the Chrissy Venn episode that, uh, what episode number was that? Season two, episode 21, Chrissy Venn and the ghosts of Allison Road. But it, it, it was kind of hard because you know, it's like older. So it was like in 1921, right? Mm-hmm. Man, I just pulled that out of the top of my head. And so, you know, the like filing system, I would imagine, wasn't nearly as up to par as what we do today. But like, it was weird because like the coroner's report would say something different than like even the local paper would say. And so there's there was a lot of sort of uh, things that kind of fought against each mm-hmm. other in in the resources. So like, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know that, I don't know that we'll ever really find out. Cause I feel like I did read something where like maybe at the hand, like a hand was missing or. Yeah. Something was missing, man. Something, uh, you know, but then, but then again, I feel like maybe that was sort of, you know, something else sort of went against mm-hmm. that. Contradicted that. Yeah, yeah. Contradicted it. Yeah. Well, I was just fascinated by the fact, like I, I had no idea that so there was like not only that part, but then also like a Nazi spy, and mm. like the so the Nazi spy was apparently like one of those spies that was sent to England to signal German bombers, and they would use these like flashlights to show them like okay this is the place you know, and then I guess run away. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know what they should have used? But I thought that was intriguing, you know, because, I mean, mm-hmm. World War II is also something that's, especially like espionage in these early wars uh, yeah. in early history, uh, just, just fascinating, man. Like really kind of how low tech and like yeah, not really, you know, as sophisticated, I'll say, as it, you know, would kind of seem to be nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of felt bad about the girl too, because it wasn't even like, didn't you say that it wasn't even necessarily like fact that she was a... A Russian, right. a German spy, right. or a Russian spy, mm-hmm. or whatever. That was just kind of like the the German the the guy that was executed at the Tower of London. Well, you know, like the crazy thing was is like you had that British soldier. Not only did he remember finding a parachute near that Hagley Wood mm-hmm. sometime around that nineteen the fall of nineteen forty one, but he also saw like a weird car there. So he thinks like maybe she parachuted in, maybe somebody mm-hmm. caught her, maybe they killed her there. You know, this guy... um that have been such a huge, like, jump, like, leap in... Hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, it's like... Yeah, I mean, who knows, dude? Yeah. So this this, this um, Joseph Jacobs, who was also caught near Hagley, Hagley Wood. So, in other words, like, that was also a place where they were known to kind of, like, parachute in. 
he had parachuted oh. in. He was the German intelligence officer. He said that he was there to make contact with a woman named Clara Borelli, I think, mm-hmm. um, or Borel. I don't know how to pronounce it, but uh, who was the cabaret sing- singer or whatever. And so mm-hmm. there's that theory that maybe that was the same person as the as maybe she was Bella. Mm. But anyways, again, like I had no idea that it was going to turn into like this cool like spy murder mystery yeah. kind of connection and stuff. And speaking of stuff that we've been getting into since your uh, like break yeah, uh, from the show, like, man, I've been, I did, you know, true crime documentaries and also like, uh, well, like I said earlier, I, I, I bought and read two Moon Knight trade paperbacks um, mm. that collected like a bunch of issues. The first one was by Jeff Lemire mm-hmm. and the art was done by Greg Smallwood. Yep. And, you know, I would say like if anybody, if you're currently watching the show and you don't really know much about Moon Knight and you don't really know, you know, if you like it or not yet, because I think there's several folks that, that are kind of on the fence. Mm-hmm. I would I would definitely recommend this Jeff Lemire run because it's a great sort of representation of this character and the multiple personalities and how he gets this power and you just it's really really good. Yeah, I, I remember when that that came out. Like you, I mean, even even pre this run, which apparently I, I still haven't seen the show. I've been waiting, you know, to really be able to actually like watch it instead of just basically hear it. But even. Uh, apparently a lot of it is taken from that. So the Jeff Lemire and, and Greg Smallwood run. Uh, I remember when it came out, I I think I was going to art school and working at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, I think it came out in 2016. Oh, no, maybe not then. I can't remember. I'm terrible with like dates and stuff. But but yeah, I never got, had a chance to read it. I, I remember looking through it and like the idea of like the sort of Egyptian stuff and then the, which the Egyptian stuff was always sort of, tied into it but like this sort of split personalities and again you know more than I do because you've read it and now seen the show but uh, that idea that it really gets into like you know his sort of neuroses and like the like you know schizophrenic I guess maybe yeah I mean it's kind of thing from what I have personality disorder and then maybe potentially like bipolar mm-hmm. and 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 uh, even like borderline personality disorder mm-hmm. i don't dude it's it's really cool i mm-hmm. mean it really is really really cool the other one that i got was written by max bemis the lead singer and really the, the songwriter and stuff for the band say anything i love that band i yeah, love that man. record okay oh, that dude. first record is it's like is a real boy is a real boy that's right. yeah it's it's like it almost sounds like it almost sounds like he's like parodying like the emo era Kind of, it's weird, man, because like his voice and it is uh, is a real boy is the name of the of the record. Mm-hmm. It's almost like like I don't know, man. His voice is so unique. I think you know. Well, but that's um, that's what I'm saying. It's like he took like the emo, like a lot of the, that like real soon, like that yeah. sort of weird phrasing, and like goes dials it up to ten. Like yeah, you know, it's really but cool, it totally man. works, and it's it's really cool. And I forgot to kind of mention the the guest artists on the Lemire book. If you want me to list those, didn't pubs. did you've got uh, Wilfredo, Wilfredo Torres? Torres. You know he's Garland. a local guy. Oh, he's from Georgia. He's from around Buford. Oh wow, kind of a jerk. Also, <laughs> well, we'll leave it in. Hope you're hope you're listening, Wilf Wilfred Wilfredo, mm-hmm. Michael Garland. 
Francesco Francavilla. Oh, Francavilla is awesome. Yeah. Francavilla. That's what, that's what I said. That's what I meant. Uh, and James Stoko. Oh, Stoko. Yeah, he's awesome. Okay. Now, the Max Bemis. So here's the thing, in case you didn't know much about him. Max Bemis also suffers from bipolar disorder, actually. In mm. fact, during the recording of, I think it was during the recording of uh, around the time that they were touring for Is a Real Boy, that that record, he kind of had like a a breakdown. Mm. And I feel like I remember ha- has had like a lot of struggles with, with mental health and stuff, but he's very yeah. open about it and he's very cool. So him doing this book and, and doing this character, like I think it was, mm, I want to say like, all of 2017 and 2018, hmm. you know. Uh, so it came out like right after the mm-hmm. little Pretty much, one. yeah. Wow. Yeah, I always really like, I like to see like musicians and and folks that aren't really in the comic industry. I like to see what they can do with uh, like Gerard Way and uh, Patton Oswald. It's cool seeing them like, you know, have a spin at like writing comics. He, yeah, for sure, man. God, Gerard Way, man. Jeez. Yeah, his Doom Patrol, I know I've said it before on the show, but if again, for the benefit yeah. of our first-time listeners, even if you're not into comics, man, the Doom mm-hmm. Patrol run that Gerard Way has written is so weird but so awesome. Weird. And the art is incredible. It's oh, just boy. awesome. It's super, super cool. Nick Darrington. He's Nick Darrington, man. He's, he's amazing. But yeah, so Bemis did like, issues 188 through 200 what's mm. really cool about it is so as far as the artists go he's got jason burroughs who i became an instant fan of mm. um paul davidson and ty templeton paul davidson also i became a fan of man they did an incredible job and what was cool is so max bemis you know he was kind of uh, i think recently like on his instagram page he even said like look i'm excited for moon Knight to come out as a tv show i think it's pretty neat that they are putting a character that has, you know, mental health issues on TV, you know? He's like, but I'm also kind of nervous because it sheds light on, you know, it makes, like, the word crazy sort of, like, more readily available to people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, uh, we've had, like, folks with, like, neurological disorders and stuff for a long, like, Legion, for example, is, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's his whole thing, kind of. But, I mean... On Disney, I guess. Yeah. And like, man, you know, Oscar Isaac, I mean, it's it's just so good, man. But what's something something cool that he did in this run is he actually puts his like firstborn daughter as a character in there mm, and cool. named her after like her in real life, her favorite doll or whatever. I think oh, Deatrice awesome. or something like that. It, it's really good. It's much more. This isn't the one that I think people should necessarily start with, although it's like incredible. I just finished it actually today, this morning. It's much darker, much more like intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Burroughs' art is just incredible, but it's super detailed in terms of like the violence and stuff. So if that's not, your th- it's not one that I'm going to let Woodrow read just yet. Mm-hmm. But all in all though, man, the story, and it's much different too than Jeff Lemire's, but you know, I think that's the difficult part for a lot of people with this character too is throughout time, I think he's kind of had like different versions of his origin story in a way oh yeah yeah or at least different versions of his past the origin is relatively similar but anyhow it's it's really good and i'm i'm really enjoying the show as well yeah that's cool yeah i definitely want to see it something that we have been watching which i've wanted to get into you know the whole time i was working on this project but i just couldn't is a show called outer range mm. 
um, on Amazon Prime. And like, man, it is, I don't know, we're four episodes in, I guess. And it is, I, I have no idea where it's going, but there's. Well, I mean, give me some, oh, dude, I'm an idiot. I didn't even look it up until literally just now. Mm-hmm. Man, when I saw the trailer for this show, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's sold. Yeah, it's Give them the just basic premise, but do not give any spoilers. Okay, here's the deal. <laughs> I'll give the basic premise, and I don't even know anything about it. I'll just give it from the trailer. Okay. Josh Brolin, yep. lead character. Yep. Almost like a Yellowstone vibe, meaning, yeah, yeah. meaning it's an it's a guy that's you know it's Josh Brolin. It's Brolin, set in Wyoming. Set in Wyoming. Beautiful You've got country. that sort of like cowboy sort of vibe, right by the water, know? and uh, <laughs> and then like but sprinkle in like if it's like to me watching the trailer if Yellowstone and Stranger Things collided, mm. and mm-hmm. this is the like sort of end result or the product afterward. Yeah. Then that that's what I think this show would be. So there's like this weird paranormal supernatural element to it. Mm-hmm. It just looks awesome. Imogen Poots is on there also, which she's awesome. I don't know who that is. The second you see her, you'll just go ahead and look it up. Yeah, the casting is amazing. Josh Brolin's wife, however, is an actress that I've hated for a long, long time. Is it is it um and I still Lily, don't like Lily Taylor or whatever? Yeah, I think she's yeah. the worst. Yeah, you know why? Because <sighs> Anybody out there ever seen the movie? Rudy. You remember she's like the jerk, man. She was Rudy's girlfriend. He moves away. Oh, and right. the whole family believes in him. She ends up with like Pete. Yeah. Her, yeah. I think the brother. Well, I like, I hated her from what was the other movie that she was in? She was in a movie where I don't know, but it's got my man Will Patton. Who, yeah. Dude, he's like my f- dude. Let me just gush on this guy for a second, man. Mm-hmm. He, he he narrates a lot of audiobooks. Hmm. He is the best man. I love this guy. Wait, Will? I thought it was Will Pullman. No, no, no. Will Patton. Now, Bill Pullman might be. Uh, no, his Bill Pullman's show. son is in it. Okay, well, I don't, I don't know if his name's Will Pullman, and <laughs> but Will Patton is about the same age, maybe older than Bill Pullman. Hold on a second. We're all. You're the worst. Did you shut up, <clears throat> Will Pullman? Not a real no, person. Patton. Oh yeah, yeah. He's great. He's he's sort of like. Uh, Don't tell me. Nope. I, no, I'm not. He's 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 like hey, dude. the neighbor no. that's sort of already too eccentric. much information. I'm not already too much away. information. No, but uh, the casting is is fantastic. His sons. One is uh, Bill Pullman's son, who I mean is pretty amazing. But his other son is a guy that I don't know that I've I don't know if I've seen him before, but like. I immediately looked it up to see if he was Josh Brolin's son in real life. Cause like there's like little like mannerisms that he does and it, like great casting. But yeah, the well, show is. It's well, first amazing. off, I'm not seeing anybody with the last name Pullman um, in the cast list here. Hold Am I wrong? On. Hold on. There's a Tom Pelfrey. No, that's the guy that looks like, looks like Josh Brolin. Oh, Lewis Pullman. Yeah. He He's plays the youngest the son cast. of Josh Brolin's character, Sucks, huh? Rhett Abbott. Conversation's too long uh, about this cast list. I mean, um, I, I've been waiting on you to finish it up. Um, no, but it's a great show. You got to check it out, and I've got to check out Moon Knight. Um, and do they do like, are they releasing that like on a weekly thing, kind of like? I think so. Okay. Okay. I mean, speaking of binging TV shows, here we I mean, go. 
Let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. So one of my all-time favorite shows, and in a way it's a guilty pleasure because there's elements that feel like, oh, it's like a reality TV thing, but it's really not. It's really a lot more sort of, I don't know, there's really great things about it, and I love the show. Uh, The show is called Catfish. I mean, it's basically, that is what it is, reality TV. Yeah, well, yeah. Minus, but I mean, that that's what I'm saying. It comes across as like, oh, this is like MTV reality show, but mm-hmm. there's a lot sort of more to it, you know? Yeah. It's a great, I, I've binged like every season multiple times. And so I hadn't done it in a while. So when I started this project, I was like, oh, this would be cool. And I mean, there's like eight seasons, a ton of episodes. So it was like the perfect kind of like in the background, mm-hmm. you know, thing. I... Burned through that, and then I remember telling Woody about it, and I think you got mm-hmm. into it. Yeah, I think I, I watched, like, the whole first season pretty quick. And, and, like, I think we've discovered this new category of TV, which is sort of like, it's almost like it could be an MTV, if you're listening, this is a great idea, where it's just audio mm. of the TV show. Because it's like you don't have to be looking at it to be able to, mm-hmm. you know, work. Right. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so it's like you have it playing in the background, you're not really missing a lot, you know. You don't really want to, and I've tried, you don't really want to stream the new Batman and do the yeah, same which, by thing. By the way, it's like you miss too much, man. Who knew that that was, I didn't know that was coming to HBO like within a month. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, no, no, no. That show is the perfect sort of background. But you know, yeah. it really is like an interesting view of. A couple like human behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. There's like this element to it that's like makes it addictive in that like you, you. It's like it's just so interesting to to like see the lengths with which someone will go to mm-hmm. just to essentially have a quote unquote like relationship with somebody yeah. to be able to like talk to somebody and feel comfortable with somebody. And man, it's like most of the time you just feel so sad for the person. But like the mm-hmm. the main guy, Neve, is just like such a nice guy, man. Yeah, you know, like yeah, he's cool. And then of course, you know, there's the sort of what I call the Jerry Springer element to it, where it's like you kind of in a way can't wait to see if someone's about to fight when they yeah. discover the person. Like because almost every time the person is just complete fake. I mean, the, the the thing that's so great about it is like it's not always though. I mean, sometimes it'll be legitimately the actual person and they'll be like very attractive, but, but like, it's cool to see that like those people are just as, as self-conscious as, Mm -hmm. you know, your other ones, which are just like straight up sociopath catfish. Well, it's weird too. Cause you've got like some that just do it because they're trying to get revenge yeah, on somebody that's, or like, but uh, that, that never adds up to me though. Those yeah. like, like the ones that'll be like, Oh, well they said this or this, or they stole my girlfriend back in, you know, three years ago. And it's like, okay, listen, I'm cool about like revenge tales. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. tropes in writing. Me too, man. But the Punisher. Come yeah, on. exactly. But you, the crow, um, mm-hmm. but you can't have like a revenge that goes on for like three years that also involves you like, Being like, like, like sex, yeah, like phone sex and like, like doing all this stuff with this person. It's like, it just never, I'd never buy it, you know? Yeah. I'm always, dude. <laughs> I watched one the other day where like the very, just out of the gate, what he said was like, the the voicemail was like, hey, uh, this is, I'll just say, this is Fred. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I really want to meet my, fi- I, I really want to uh, fly out to 
meet my fiance for the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait a minute now. It's like, dude, yeah. I can't imagine a situation where like you got engaged yeah. and you've never even met the person in mm-hmm. real life. What is going on here, man? Yeah, it's it's a little I mean, again, it, it's such a perfect like sort of view of like just the the far ends of the spectrum of like human behavior. You know, sometimes it's it's people that are just like so like they just crave like a relationship or mm-hmm. like a connection, human, you know, connection so much that like, you know, they're they're sometimes just as like kind of mm, out there as like the catfish. Uh, the thing that I find fascinating are the ones that are like, and this is what I mean by like the sociopath behavior are like the ones that, and they're always the funniest too, but they're the ones that are like, you know, they'll be like, well, were there more? Like, did you talk to more people? And they're like, yeah, a couple. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, you know, how, how many would you say in the last year? And they're like a hundred. It's like, do <laughs> you have time to create a hundred separate, like, stranger you know accounts social media accounts and like relationships like yeah that's gotta be exhausting man or like the ones is like yeah man do it all the time so what (laughs) you're like oh okay well you're a terrible person or like the other ones where it's just like dude i mean like where are their friends man like where are the friends that are like hey bro well you to me you're like dude you're like a three and you're telling me like like when this person's like yeah man yeah like Dude, she models all the time. What What do you mean why I haven't been able to see her? She's like, you know, she's in Milan right now. I mean, she's modeling all the time. Oh, like, yeah. What is she modeling? Yeah. You yeah, know, the, like. The, it's usually always like the best friend. Like that. that's the one that I'm always like, well, it's clearly this, you know, this person. Maybe yeah, everybody's just not an at, like an asshole skeptic like I am. Because I would be like, if that were you and you're like, dude, heck yeah, man. <laughs> Never talked to her on the phone, but yeah. I mean, she's a supermodel, blah, blah. I'd be like, hey, man, that's fake as beep. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, there's no way. And, yeah. and not because, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would just point out all of the fake stuff, like, immediately, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know? Yeah. No, I, I agree with that too, as far as like the friends being like, you are not calling catfish because you're an idiot. Uh, yeah. It's. Or what uh, about when they're like, yeah, man, I talk to him all the time. They're like, okay, cool. Let us call him. They're like, Brrr. And it's like, hello. And you're like, uh oh. And they're like, that's not the hey, voice. Hey, is this James? They're like, sure is. You're like, uh um, okay. Hey, James, uh, where are you up to? Oh, I'm just here in Paris, you know, just checking it out. And you're like, oh. <laughs> James, your voice doesn't really match your, you know, you you kind of look like in their pictures that you've got a lot of testosterone. Mm-hmm. Here. Well, no, yeah. just, hold on, hold on just a second. Click. You know, they're like, oh, yeah. What happened, James? Oh, man, I had to get on a plane real quick. And you're like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, a, man. It's a fascinating show. It Dude, really please is. tell them. Well, okay. let me jump in real quick. Yeah, I've you, you Also, tell. You another it. show that I've been kind of like watching in the background and stuff is that show Alive. Now, it, they had like one season, I think, on Netflix at one point. Wait, but like, Alive? I think, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Alone? I told you about... Like okay, a long time ago. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. When it came on Netflix a long time ago, I was like, oh, this is the best. Then I just kind of like, there's so much out there. Mm-hmm. And I don't really like watch a ton of like TV, TV much. Mm-hmm. And so, except for Jeopardy every night, mm-hmm. you know, so I had just kind of forgotten about it. Well, it popped up in my radar. And I was like, oh man, I, I totally forgot about this show. I watched the whole first season. The first season is probably my favorite. You want to know why? Hmm. Dude, the, 
Well, I don't want to spoil it for somebody. You mean the dude well, from Georgia? Yeah, man. Yeah. That dude is the Blairsville. best. Blairsville, yeah. dude. Just right around the corner from yep. where we are. We got to have that guy on the show. That's yeah, it. Awesome. I said it out loud. Yeah, that show. I told you about that show forever ago, before, way before it even came on Netflix when it was just no. a history channel. Cool. Yes, I did. Trying just like all these other cool. shows. I told you about Catfish years ago. Dude, are you kidding me? I I'm told per- you no, about. No, I've known about, again, known about Catfish. Knew about Outer, whatever it's called, Ridge. You did not. Yes, I did. I, Which, by I the way, you the trailer. We're arguing a topic on the podcast. to do with Outer Range that is a topic that we're totally doing soon. Don't spoil it, pal. Okay, get into the funny show that you did tell me about yesterday. Okay, another show that I'm obsessed with and have been for 100 years before Woody ever even heard about it is a show that was on Comedy Central a long time ago called Nathan For You. Um, It is possible, and this is just for like me and like Mm -hmm. what I think is funny and my sense of humor. It is quite possibly like one of the funniest shows that's ever been made. It is, uh, man... It's hilarious. Uh, I don't even know, like, can you give people the premise on this one? So it's this this guy named Nathan Fielder who, I don't, he, he's not like a comedian or anything. It, it's Has interesting because I don't even know where he like, which I mean, I, maybe now he's considered a comedian because I think the show has been canceled for a while. But he's just this like random dude that like, I guess approaches like businesses and and kind of pitches them on like hey i have this idea how to like make business better if you know in return we film it uh for this you know my show and so he just comes up with like the most just like like random ideas that are just like so confusing and but like his his sort of like deadpan delivery that's um, the best part man. i mean it's genius it's like I don't know if it's like an Andy Kaufman thing where he's mm-hmm. he's playing like a role or if if he's really just like that. Like Yeah. Well, I, I kind of did some digging. He's a writer, apparently. And he's mm. I mean, written for like things like The Simpsons and so oh, he's definitely cool. a comedian, but I think like the quote but unquote not like a character like that, comedian. No, uh, yeah. The character that he plays is sort of like eighty percent him. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. Maybe he's not really that awkward in real life, but man, it is. I'll just give you an example because the the episodes are like twenty minutes long, mm-hmm. and I ended up watching like the whole first season yesterday. Also, <laughs> another show that is perfect. Hold on, man. Okay. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Go ahead. No, you hear my. Phone. It's perfect to have in the background, kind of. But dude, you do have to see some of the facial expressions and stuff that happen. <laughs> but like, I should. I like last night before we watched Moon Knight. I said. And oh god, I wanted you to first. Hold on, I was like, just watch the very first few minutes of the very first episode so you can get an idea of what the show's about. And then I want to show you like the actual funny ones because that first episode is hilarious. But the other episodes, dude, he comes right out of the gate. He's like, I help businesses, you know, maximize their potential, blah blah blah. It starts off with this intro that's kind of like that show, The Profit. My name is Nathan Fielder, and I graduated from one of Canada's top business schools with really good grades. Now, I'm using my knowledge to help struggling small business owners make it in this competitive world. You know, so like mm-hmm. you've got this guy who's coming in promising to boost people's business. It's very so like that, inspiring and like... Yeah, the real people that have real businesses are now thinking that, okay, this guy's coming who's doing a television show that's going to help us like increase profits. So mm-hmm. he goes to this frozen yogurt shop 
and and he's just like, I think we need to try like a new flavor. And the, the guy, like the man, the owner's just like sitting across the table from him. He's like, oh, okay. And then he's just like speaking a deadpan. This is incredible. He's like, my mission was to fill Yogurt Haven with customers. My plan, a crazy new flavor that will get people talking. That flavor is poo. <laughs> is that serious? Yeah. The media responds to controversy. And, and like, that's just an example, man, mm-hmm. of how What's he's it? just bringing these terrible ideas. He's just like pushing the envelope in real time with people. Yeah. Like, dude, one of the episodes that I saw, he convinces this lawyer to sign this document that basically says the lawyer is going to assume all legal and financial <laughs> okay. responsibility here, okay? Then he... <laughs> Dude, then the lawyer's like looking at it. And he's like, wait a second, I don't agree to this. And the lawyer's trying to like fold it up and put it in his pocket. And this kid jumps across the desk. Now, keep in mind, this is not staged, man. This is a real lawyer who's at this point extremely pissed. Yeah, he's over it. And this yeah. kid jumps across the desk and tries to grab it from him. Yeah. And he's just kind of like uh, like awkwardly wrestling with him. And he's like, it's fine, it's fine. It is the funniest thing ever, yeah. man. Yeah, he's, he's and, and all the while doing that, like never, like Nathan, the main guy, like never smiles, never. It's, it's like, the, I think the thing that's so sort of like relatable in a sense about the show is like every single person that will watch the show will immediately be like, oh, I know that guy. I've seen yeah. Like, I had a kid just like this in high school, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And now it used to be really kind of difficult to find, and you would have to only get it in, like, reruns on Comedy Central, but now it's on HBO. That you can, so, you can stream it. Yeah, you can stream it. Like, what about whenever he's, like, skydiving, and they get to the top, <laughs> and they're about to jump out, and he's like, wait, 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 wait. And, I mean, the guy is literally, like, they're at the edge of the doorway about to leap out. Yeah. And he's he just, like, this kid, like, I say kid, you know, he's around our age, but yeah. he like kneels down. He's like, wait, wait, wait. He's like yelling. And he like pulls up his, his sleeve, <laughs> looks at his watch and he said, I just remembered I have a lunch appointment with a friend. <laughs> I can't he make makes them the people land the plane <laughs> yeah. and then takes the skydiving instructor with him. He ends up like hiring <laughs> some dude on the street and he's just like, hey man, can you pretend like you were my friend that we're supposed to meet? And dude, it's just... It's hard to explain, but it is hilarious. And it's just, it's kind of like, <laughs> I feel like it's kind of in a way that thing that Borat would do. Yeah. Where right. he just like, you know, enters into this situation. But, but it's it like much Borat. less, much less like, you know, in your face offensive and sort yeah. of, uh, you know, that kind of thing. It's just, it's just hilarious, man. But it's so like, like there's this one scene in particular that is like one of my favorite parts of like the whole series. And it's like, it's, it's so short. Uh, you know, it maybe takes like a minute for him to go into. And it's showing this like montage of like things that like he set up in order to make something happen. And like literally he con he makes an ad on Craigslist for a guy to do a pickup. The guy then goes to meet someone that Nathan also paid to deliver this guy money. This guy takes the money, goes to a phone shop, and buys 10 burner phones. He then (laughs) takes the burner phones, travels across town, takes them out on a pier, uh, places them in a a waterproof bag, and then comes back and then halfway up the pier. Then on the side of the pier, there's a chain connected to a cinder block. So he connects the bag to the cinder block, and then he drops it. 
And then you see the bag underwater. And then you see Nathan coming in with like scuba gear, retrieving the bag. And it's like all that could have been totally fixed if all he had Mm -hmm. to do was just walk in and buy burner phones (laughs) from a store. But like this whole little like montage is so funny for like... You know, maybe like a single laugh kind of thing, but it's for sure, man. I mean, then there's like stuff like the antique shop episode, dude. God, that's my favorite. He convinces this guy after first he goes to this bar. Well, well, hold on. First, the whole episode, the premise was this girl owned an antique store and Mm -hmm. she wasn't making good sales. Right. So go ahead. So, so then he basically proposes. He's like, well, I mean, I see that you guys have a really strong, if you break it, you buy it. Uh, what, what policy? Yeah, she's like, yeah, and he's like, and also, you know, your store hours, you know, you close at six every night, and she's like, yeah. He makes her change her store hours to twenty four hours, and then like basically says that like he'll just get some really drunk people to come in there and break stuff, and then they'll have to buy it, which will boost her sales. And she's like, I don't really know how I feel about that, but okay. And then after she says that line, he's narrating as he's like walking to the bar. He's like. She was fully on board and excited. Yeah. And then, so he goes to the bar and it shows him like trying to, trying to like entice people to come, you know, check out the thing. And most of the time, like it's like these older guys and he's like, yeah, man. So this antique shop is open 24 hours. And, he, and some guy's like, that's just weird. <laughs> and then finally he finds this kid who's already drunk. They Which, start by drinking. the way, pretty sad. Like yeah. it's so funny, but you kind it, of feel man, bad for the dude. Yeah, but then you got to keep on watching it on a loop, dude. It's just the funny <laughs> it's face. So like he get, this kid gets like even more drunk. Oh, you're you're leaving out the whole No, no, Nathan, you talking about like the the trick <laughs> shot glass. So yes. he's developed this like thing that he has in his jacket and it basically is a hose that <laughs> whenever he gets a shot glass, the ho- like he's able to like move his hand in a way with this jacket that it covers what's going on in the glass it sucks up with one button it'll suck up the the liquor and then pour out apple juice so that he can like just pretend like he's drinking with this dude yeah this kid like gets blasted and he's like hey man um there's this costume party i want to go to he's like oh okay cool they get in these costumes nathan the main you know guy the show guy dresses like peter pan and then he gets this sumo costume which is humongous the inflatable sumo costume for this kid as they're walking by the antique store, there's a sign that says free pizza. And down this very narrow path inside the <laughs> shop, there's just like one pizza just laying there. He's like, hey, man, you want to get some free pizza? And the kid's just like, the kid's just like a total bro, too. And he's just like, yeah, yeah man, let's do it. And then it shows him trying to squeeze by, dude. <laughs> and that is the funniest thing ever because, like, the best is whenever you kind of stop. <laughs> I can't even, whenever he stops, <laughs> when he stops midway and he doesn't, he doesn't even, stuff's already kind of breaking. He's like, he's kind of drunk. And so he kind of giggles for a second. He's got a really nasal voice. And he's like, he's like, <laughs> Nathan's like, Hey man, you all, you all right, man? And he's just like, yeah, I'm good. And then he doesn't even move and something else breaks, dude. I lost it whenever I was watching that. I know. And then, then he finally gets there, dude. And all this stuff is broken. And the, the store owner's like cataloging what's broken, just writing up a bill. And this kid's got a piece of pizza in his hand. And he's, he's just like so sweaty because he's been wearing this sumo costume. And he's just like, 
Any way I can take this thing? Any way I can take this thing off, man? Oh my oh. god, dude! It's so funny, man. Oh, and then, and then the kid has, has to pay like two hundred and eighty like, bucks, man. Yeah, like two hundred and eighty bucks, god. which he really actually spent. Anyway, it's if you haven't watched show. that show, you got to see it. It's it is hilarious. Yeah, I, everybody that I've ever told about the show has never heard of it. So it really is. It really is a great show. Well, dude. I can't tell you, man. It feels pretty dang good yeah. to be back on track, mm-hmm. have my best bro in the studio, yep. and just feel normal, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I So I have this natural, like, guilt sort of thing <laughs> for some odd reason. Uh, and so I always, like, feel, you know, I'll, I feel guilty if, like, I'm doing something and my wife has to, like, put the girls to bed by herself. Or, like, and so knowing that, like, I was I would be missing these episodes and then it just kept like adding up. I just I felt awful that you had to do it, but I just want to say that you did a great job and Thank you, man. Yeah, they sounded great, cool stories, cool topics. It was it was really good, but I'm so glad to be back. Mm-hmm. Me too, and, man. And We've got plenty in. plenty more to talk about. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I know this show was kind of all over the place, but you know, we got to we got to welcome back. We need a buffer. We need a welcome back mm-hmm. episode. For uh, for Tyler here, so mm-hmm. I appreciate, uh, well, I appreciate your kind words, man. I also appreciate everybody that kind of stuck with me in the past couple of weeks mm-hmm. and interacted with me, too. I feel like a lot of folks would kind of reach out and, you know, kind of give me their thoughts on it all and, and some ideas for some, for some other stuff. Um, you know, we've got a lot of listener submissions kind of in the stack right now that oh, we're right. also kind of been in the in the background sort of working on um so we got a lot of exciting episodes coming up man and i'm super mm-hmm. pumped i'm glad mm-hmm. you're back and uh yeah if you want to check us out online you can find us on instagram is really kind of the only place for now but feel free to jump on leave us comments and uh you know any sort of like suggestions on stories or urban legends maybe that are local to you um, or personal stories we'd love to hear them you know you can shoot them to our dms on instagram or feel free to email us at that would be rad pod at gmail.com if you want to send a voice memo a essay on your own personal paranormal experience or maybe it's your great grandmother and it's you know two lines telling the story hey like we want them all uh we love that stuff and uh mm-hmm. you know uh, eventually, one of the things that Woody and I first talked about when we first started it is, you know, this idea of like, man, we're, you know, we've been doing this for like 10 years and it's really sort of bloomed into almost like an aggregate for these, these like stories and just a coll- giant collection of like listeners, personal accounts and stories and, and we would love it. Also, shoot us a five-star review if you get the time we would really appreciate that over on itunes or spotify or any sort of podcatcher uh, that, that you currently use again i know we're really rambling here because i'm rusty and uh i mean it just feels good to talk to another human mm-hmm. uh but uh yeah just tell a friend one single friend about the show and it could really really do wonders for, you know, just exposing new folks to our uh, to the show. So we would really appreciate you doing that for us. And uh, you got anything else, Woody? No, man, I think that's it. Uh, All right. Well, we love you. We appreciate you. And as always, be rad. That's the way it
some sunshine You were already dead Before you became a ghost You always said Our future would be a parade of flowers But now all that's left Is a single rose That's the way One of the other ones, dude, that I forgot to do the Photoshop fail is God, hilarious. But That's dude, so also funny. the uh, the one where he hires the actors for the funeral. Oh yeah, my God, dude, I was laughing yeah so hard, man. And then also, of course, the humans, demons, come out. The spirit, your demons are hem hemorrhoids. God, oh my, he's like, I don't really say this word very much. <laughs> What do you say? This is after he's whispered to it. Yeah. He whispered it to this guy. And he's like, uh, hemorrhoids. He's like, hemorrhoids? And then the ladies, you hear the lady say, like, she's like, ooh. God, dude. I got to wake up. I'm feeling, feeling tired. I don't have a whole lot of time to kind of like wait on you to mm-hmm. wake up. So mm-hmm. why don't we start the show, friend? I'm waiting, I'm waiting on you, pal. You're the one that's doing the intro. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, 